Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we'll be talking about how to start drawing again after a long break. But before we get onto that, we want to say a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters and they are Gabriella Six, Robbie G, Jackie Pulukski. Terry Beth, Shelley Marlott and Katie and honestly I can't tell you what a difference it makes to me and Tara to have your support. Not only does it help us towards the cost of everything that we do but it also shows us that you like what we're doing and that really makes all of the time and effort involved worthwhile. And we also really want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media this month. So I want to mention Leanne Bullard, and she's been taking some really gorgeous macro images of um, nature for March's Quick Kicks Challenge. And I was really surprised to see that they're actually taken with her iPhone. So just goes to show that you don't have to spend a fortune on a fancy camera to be able to take some amazing images. Um, Did you see those, Tara? I did, although iPhones are quite expensive in themselves. Well, yes, that's very true. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> um, I think the, the cameras on them are amazing, actually, though, now, yeah. aren't they? Um, also, Eva Falk-Wall Simpson. I've been enjoying her drawings for the 5-Minute March Challenge, and she's one of those artists who I think have got a certain style that kind of makes her work recognisable as her own. So I've been really loving hers. So what about you, Tara? What about you? What's caught your eye? I've really liked the work of Teresa Joliffe Cameron and she got concussion. I don't know if you saw a post in the group. She got oh. a concussion when she How? fell over. Oh, she no. fell over. Yeah, she fell over. Hurt her ankle, I think she said. But then since then, she's created some fantastic five-minute drawings. And I think it's because it's made her stop what she's doing for a bit. So she's, you know, she's actually grounded for a bit and has got time to do it. Or, but, or it's kind of jolted something in, in, maybe. in the right side of her brain and now she's changed completely. Yeah, but they've been done with like paint and really broad. I don't know if you, did you see them? I'm not entirely sure I have. I probably have. No. I, I've seen yeah. virtually everything, but if unless I see it in front of me now, I, then yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then I really like the work of Rob Myers. And um, what he does is he's combining drawing and then digitally distorting it. Oh, and yeah. I love he loved one he did of a building, and he then put it all in a distortion app. And even like the wire binding of his sketchbook formed part of the actual drawing which it just looked fantastic yeah yeah. and then one more uh, maria kelly and she's been creating some really great faces for a hundred day portrait challenge that she's doing so i love love seeing those she's still going i think she was on day 60 something that's great isn't it so anyway what is new with you uh well i'm still on the kick 365 challenge obviously and drawing every day for me is just well, it's, it's really a habit for me now. It's almost like I need to get that done before anything else. And so generally I kind of do. Um, but what's been fun and interesting actually is that kind of out of the blue, and this was really down to a story my dad just happened to tell me. And, and off the back of that, I drew this character. And um, it's kind of like a cartoon character. 
And she's in a completely different style than I would normally sketch. And I started just doing that every day, just doing her in a kind of different context. And, you know, it's been really fun exploring a totally different side of my creativity. And I've kind of been doing that for quite a while now. But it's funny, just before we came um, to on to, to the recording of this, I did say to you, didn't I? I was quite, kind of slightly concerned that I'm so um, into drawing this character that when we go out sketching, which we're going to be doing next week, you and I, um, yeah. I'm slightly worried that everybody I sketch is going to have floppy boobs, um, knobbly <laughs> knees, and great big hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't draw me, will you? That's all I'll say. <laughs> but, but what's really interesting and fun is that I don't care. Well, it's not, no, care's the wrong word. I'm not remotely worried about how she turns out. In, in fact, I'm kind of looking forward to when she becomes even more careless than she, she is. Um, uh, you know, if if it goes wrong a bit or if it doesn't look great, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a cartoon. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. You know. But I've been enjoying it so much that I kind of gave her a name, and then I gave her her own Instagram page because I said to you, didn't I? I started putting her on my painting on yeah. my normal Instagram page, but then I realised actually people who follow me not on Instagram are people who want to follow sort of my painting sort of style and if suddenly they get this weird cartoon character in in it it's just not gonna it's gonna completely change what they're following so I thought no I'll I'll keep her completely separate so she's got her own page now I think actually her boobs need their own Instagram page (laughs) and (laughs) what what is their own (laughs) tell everybody what her Instagram page is oh um yeah her name's Felicity Fizz and I settled for that because um she loves Prosecco, which is ironic because I don't. I hate it. <laughs> um, but you actually did suggest Felicity Floppy Boobs as a name, didn't yes. you? <laughs> which Just I, one reason you didn't go for it. Which I almost went for, but I thought maybe I won't. <laughs> but but basically, she loves a drink. She spends way too much time either completely trolled or with a hangover. But in her defence, she does half-heartedly try and keep fit in between. So she's not completely irresponsible i mean i don't think she's going to be an internet sensation anytime soon but um i'm having fun deciding you know what she's going to be doing each day and that's what matters and yesterday because as we record this we're right in the thick of this whole coronavirus thing and apparently the uk and in a couple of weeks is going to be on shutdown and whatnot so um yesterday i did her shopping for essentials and her entire trolley is full of prosecco <laughs> she hasn't bought any toilet rolls no <laughs> so what about well, you Tara what is new with you well, first first of all I was going to say one of the things that I, I hope you can cut this out if you don't want this on air but one of the things I found funny was you were doing the kick 365 and you started this cartoon came out of the blue didn't it for you from that story your dad said yeah and then you you really enjoyed it and so you were doing more and you said to me I don't know if it's right that I draw this as part of my kick, kick, kick three six five because it's not proper drawing, as it as in you weren't drawing something realistic that you could see. And I found that quite funny. That <laughs> is, is it okay? Do you think it's acceptable that I draw these cartoons? <laughs> yeah, I know. I suppose it's because. I mean, if there was such a woman as Felicity Fizz, she'd be so out of proportion. It's ridiculous. Um, and I suppose I was thinking, oh, maybe this is going to make my take, get me out of the habit of drawing, you know, well. But actually, it doesn't. In no. fact, if anything, I think 
I'm getting more in tune with um, anatomy and what what the body's capable of doing. I don't know. yeah. But I think that is one of those things, isn't it? I think mm. where you're really concerned about what you should be doing mm. rather than, I mean, I do the same. I, I, I get like, so I should be maybe using paint and I don't want to use paint. It's that where we should really, should really <laughs> be following what we enjoy as well as throwing in a bit of stuff that's obviously going to you yeah. know, make us progress. So, see, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you think you should be using paint. I mean, I, there's an artist I know. Actually, she's fairly local, but she's um, her charcoal drawings are absolutely stunning. And that's what she does. She does charcoal drawings. That's a medium she's settled with. But there's no part of her that thinks um, she should be using paint. And she does these amazing exhibitions. And so a medium, I think, is different. I think what I was kind of concerned about was like, oh, you know, um, is a quick uh, quirky cartoon enough to say I've drawn something every day <laughs> it is really is because I know yeah. that if somebody else asked me that I, I'd say well that's bonkers of course exactly <laughs> yeah. but I suppose because it's when, it, when it's something about you you kind of you kind of um question it don't you with it what yeah, you're doing definitely. is right it's funny isn't it yeah, yeah. Very yeah so how about you anyway what is new with you well, I don't think it's new, but I'm still doing my Find Your Art Style experiment. Yes. Um, and I'm on day, today is day 40 of 60, actually. Um, do you think you're going to, do you think when it's over, you're going to suddenly think, oh my God, I don't know what to do with myself? No, because I was, I was thinking about this. And what I'm going to do is probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> I'm dribbling all now, um, <laughs> is, is probably carry on, but not video myself. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd still carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because, uh, because the videos take such a lot of time, oh, don't they? So long. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the video that is taking uh, probably as much, if not more time than the actual drawing. Mm. You know, not just the video, but putting it on social media, writing the blog, you know, everything that goes with yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think because what I wanted to do before, I kept on saying to Kevin, you know, I've got time now. I want to make art part of my career, you know. Yeah, I want yeah. to kick in the craze and my art to be my career. So I should be concentrating. And he goes, well, start drawing every, you know, do something every day, uh, more than just like a quick ske- yeah, you know, sketchbook, yeah. he meant. And I kept on saying, I'm going to do it. And you don't, do you? No. But doing this challenge has given me the discipline to actually do it every morning because I want to show up. I haven't been doing it weekends. I've been doing more sketchbooky stuff. But Every day in the week, you know, I'm making that video, I'm doing the drawing. Mm. So, yeah, I'm planning to carry on. But I, I've learned a lot. I've, I say I've definitely learned the mediums I like, which are ne- uh, Neocolor and Inktense Blocks I'm really enjoying. And, yeah, and I wanted to thank, some people have been brilliant um, cheering me on, quite a few people actually, but there's a couple. Maria Kelly has been great on YouTube. She's been um commenting and i'm sure there's, there's quite a few more but belinda lamore i think she's commented on pretty much every video uh, i've yeah. made it's funny because every time you get a comment obviously it comes up on my phone so <laughs> you're getting so many comments it's fantastic it's yes. a real encouragement isn't it, it really yes yeah it's nice to know that other people are kind of getting something out of it as well and if anybody just in case <clears throat> anyone here listening is new just explain quickly what it is you're doing 
Oh, yeah. I set myself a challenge because I wanted to find my style. Um, I know you you always said I've got a style already, but I wanted to narrow it down so I could almost say I am a abstract face painter, drawer, whatever however you call it. <laughs> I still don't know. But you know what I mean? I wanted to narrow it down to I'm an abstract painter, abstract face painter who uses neocolor and maybe mixed media and you know, so, so, and if you saw it, you weren't going to get a cartoon one day and then, you know, a realistic drawing another day. That is what I did. And I wanted to, to sort of hone that in. So each day, what I've been doing is doing a drawing and then recording it and sort of talking about it. They're very short. They're only about two, two to three minutes long, but I'm just trying to record my progress and how I feel and, you know, what's happening on the way. Yeah, and, and anyone can join in, can't they? They just need to go back to the first video and you can they can sort of follow along and join in. But yeah, that's I mean, an interesting point. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, they don't even have to go back to the beginning. They could do no. it as long as they wanted, you know. Yeah. it's. But they might pick up a few ideas from me, I don't know. How? Yeah, how you went about finding your yeah. style. Well, I think it would be a very valuable thing to go back to the, to the first one and have, a, and have a look and follow it that way. But it's just interesting what you were just saying about, you know, having something to define what you do. I mean, it, they do say, don't they, that every artist needs a sentence that they can sort of say if somebody says, well, what do you do? I mean, on my website, I think my line is painter of playful light in glass and still life, because that pretty much um, sums up what I do. Yeah. Apart from um, drawing floppy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but in a way, you kind of need to that, don't you? You, you want yeah. to find that, which you, I think you're there, really. You just need to reword it somehow to make it, to make it sound right. Yeah, I'm not quite there because I do still venture into the old character side a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's narrowing, I think. Oh my gosh, I think you've le- you've leapt forward. Yeah, I mean, I said that you had a style, and I was very um, when you started this, I was thinking, but I don't know how she's going to get any more of a style than what she's already got because I really saw one but actually now I can when I look back I think yeah you really are coming for you know you're really really owning your style and it's really coming together so I think it's 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 getting better yeah and I did one it was actually the one you really liked that's actually I think proved about my most popular post on Instagram ever (laughs) wow (laughs) not not that that necessarily means anything because it can just be that you put it on the right time and it's got the right hashtags and all that sort of stuff but it's definitely encouraging when that happens yeah yeah so yeah well um in episode 47 we spoke, didn't we, about how sometimes taking a short break from our art can actually be beneficial and help us to top up our creative well. But what if you haven't drawn for months or even years and then you pick up that pencil again and then somehow just kind of feels really alien and you just put it down again? So that's what we're talking about today. And I guess that's what we should be getting on to. So, um, Tara, you, you start. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you think, okay, I want to start drawing again. So the natural answer to that is, oh, okay, just pick up a pencil and start. But of course, our minds mess with our heads, don't they? And instead of picking up a pencil, we find every reason to put it off. And what we're doing is procrastinating and doubting ourselves because you think, 
what if I'm rubbish and what if I don't enjoy it and while we're not physically creating we can also dream in our heads what our art might be like and weirdly enough I've actually been doing this lately I might have had an idea for my find your style and I'll have it in my head but I won't do it in case it doesn't live up to my expectations which I think is yeah. exactly what you do when you, you're thinking about starting drawing. You're scared. What's in your head won't live up to your expectations. And it's actually hard to get something out of your head onto paper, isn't it? But when you do actually try, sometimes it can be better than you imagined. Yeah, possibly. But I guess when you start, mm. it's quite unlikely. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you All haven't the, done it for yeah. a long time. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, another thing you might do is you might, um, you know, decide oh I'm going to watch every art tutorial under the sun on YouTube you know read every book um, order every art material you think you might need Um, but actually it's just another way of procrastination you know we can fool ourselves can't we into thinking that somehow by watching someone else create art or by reading art books or by buying art supplies that we're kind of in a way being creative when actually we're not (laughs) at all Um, we're just watching everyone else do it. And then when you've done all of that and then there's nothing else to do other than to start, you kind of find yourself waiting for the planets to align, don't you? <laughs> you know, I just wait until that new sketchbook arrives, you know, or oh, I just want to read that paragraph again on in that sketching book or I'll tell you what, I'm going to start first thing on Monday morning. And the problem is, you know, the planets never do align. And did you actually know that they actually never align? Did you know that? No, I didn't, funnily no, enough. The, plan- <laughs> the, the planets don't ever align. Um, I read about that the other day because <laughs> I was wondering when they would, when, oh, I should right, start, okay. when I should start posting Felicity on Instagram. <laughs> and it was you that said, just do it today. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> so the, the problem is, like I say, the planets do not align. And before you know it, you know, a month, another month has passed and you still haven't started. And then that's a whole whole month of practice that you've missed out on so you know the first thing to know is that everyone feels like this and I remember feeling like it you know years ago when I started and even experienced artists that may not have done it for a few years you know maybe they started a family and just didn't keep it up or you know maybe other commitments got in the way but you know the only way to get over that fear is to face it head on and give yourself permission to be crap for a while and actually that probably is harder for someone who was once a a more experienced artist because to go from, you know, being confident and comfortable with a pencil to suddenly feeling like it's alien again, that must be quite scary because you must feel like you've just slid backwards. So I totally get that. Well, I've done that basically, haven't Mm, I? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've got personal experience of this, of not drawing much for years, not drawn by hand. So, I'm a graphic designer, but everything is done digitally. And I used to draw a lot in the early days of graphic design, you know, so I'd have to digitize it. But that kind of slipped away as all these photo libraries came and they were all cheap then. So you didn't have to draw anything because you may as well just spend a couple of quid on a photo. Um, And it was only purely by accident when we started doing our crazy challenge we've talked about before, which was to test if alcohol would actually make you more creative and (laughs) one of those challenges was to draw a wine bottle in pencil and it must have been years since I sat and actually tried to do 
a proper pencil drawing of something in front of me, you know, with shading and everything. You know, I do, I do little sketch, you know, scribbles and sketches and the sketchbook ideas. I then do digitally, but that was so alien. And it actually, like you say, it felt weird. Did you, have to, did you have to drink the contents to give yourself? I did. Yeah, the confidence. <laughs> give the confidence. But, but also, my brain was going. I start, you know, saying to me, "Oh, do you remember that you have to, you have to measure that off? You know, you have to try and try and work out the proportions. Oh, do you remember that you have to kind of put things at an angle? But nothing was natural. It was just so odd. And obviously, the drawing I could have done, at, say, when I was sixteen or eighteen, when I was doing A levels or or at art college, would have been so much better than what I did, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, but." I did think I I kind of like this, but it took me a long while to get over the thing of when you do anything digital, uh, drawing, sketching, anything, you've got so many undos. You don't have to think too much about placing things so much because you can move it Mm. afterwards. And that took so much of getting my head around. But the weird thing is now that I don't want to draw digitally. No. Did you, when you did that um, drawing, that first drawing with pencil, did you, did you use a rubber? I don't think we had time, did we? I can't actually remember. But I, I oh no, because was it a five? Was it a five minute? It was thing? five. It might have been ten minutes. I can't remember. But we had a time limit. Yeah. And I remember not being able to find many art materials. I think I couldn't find a decent pencil, like a two B. <laughs> you know, because I just didn't need one i just if i was doing something for graphics you know creating a symbol or a logo i just scribble in a pen so i yeah. hadn't done it for so long it was very odd but i think I, I, I just gonna say i know now that in order for me to get draw it again i need to set myself challenges i think and that definitely is a thing that works for me even if they're of my own creation you know my own challenges yeah, definitely. I think you thrive on that, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I need that discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was interesting, we had a conversation, didn't we, the other day, and I was saying to you, if anyone hasn't checked out Tara's um, faces that she's doing, you really, really must check them out. What are you on um, Instagram? Are you just posting uh, on you're posting on your own Instagram page as yeah, well? Yeah, they're on you? ours. They're on mine, which is uh, at Tara Roskill. Yeah, yeah, and and they're on ours, which is but, at Kicking the Creatives. And I said to you, didn't I? I think I know we're going off track a little bit. I'll go right back on in a minute. But I said yeah. I think you should uh, you should draw you should apply for Portrait Artist of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you get through. But I, I, you did say that you were going to do that and, and you did it, but you felt it was too early on. And I think next year you should. But you were more worried about doing the self-portrait. But just interested. No, I, I just, did it. I told you I sent it off, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. So I was just quickly interested to know that when you do, when you work from somebody that you know. Yeah. Can, so have you tried doing that where you get a likeness, but it's not, you know, they're still all weird and abstract no no yeah, maybe haven't. That, yeah that's that'd be interesting to know if you could do that yeah. sort of make someone like someone so that but, but not but recognize themselves yeah yeah i can get cool. a likeness if i'm going for not realism realism no. but if i'm trying to draw them you know i can get a yeah. reasonable likeness yeah. but yeah i don't know yeah maybe i anyway. should try one of you yeah we'll see if i see myself in it yeah you need to send me a, a good photo 
yeah, that'd be fun actually to to figure out if you could because if you're in portrait artist of the year, you'd need yeah. to be able to at least sort of them to see themselves in it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd wet myself if I had to go on there. Yeah, but it'd be so fun. I'd be coming with you, backing you up. Don't worry. <laughs> God, <laughs> that made me worse though. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be behind you, you sniggering you, and chuckling. <laughs> you should enter one. Oh, get out. Can you imagine me doing something in four hours? <laughs> <laughs> They'd all look like Felicity Fizz. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about. So, so okay. the most, most difficult hurdle to get over, as you were saying, is the bit where your drawings are complete pants because chances are at first whether you're, you know, an experienced artist once upon a time or you're, you're not, you know, if you're out of practice, they're going to be pants, you know. If you haven't drawn as well since you were perhaps 12 years old, then – when you draw again, you're going to produce a 12-year-old drawing. And, and that's really hard to accept when you're an adult, isn't it? Because you kind of assume that because you're an adult, you should be better. But the thing is, you know, why would you be? If you kind of imagine taking piano lessons as a kid, for example, and then, you know, you stop after a few years, you kind of, you wouldn't expect then, would you, to take it up again as an adult and yet be better than you were when you stopped before? Because, you're just older and it's exactly the same thing isn't it yeah I mean you've got to allow yourself to be bad you've got to expect it and not beat yourself up about it because it's perfectly normal um it will take time and practice and a lot of it but you've it can be really fun if if you let it be fun and I was actually going through my old Instagram nobody will find it now because I've deleted loads of them (laughs) but um I was looking through from a few years ago and actually when I first started you know, after doing the bottle, when I first yeah. started drawing, I'm like, the faces I thought weren't too bad at the day, they're shocking. <laughs> I did some really shocking drawings. I, so. I'm sure you probably thought they were far more shocking than anyone else. And also, when it's you, it's actually quite a good thing, isn't it? When you look back and you think, oh, my God, that was awful, it yeah. does show a massive um, step forward, doesn't it, when you can suddenly see. But you, but at the time you thought it was great so thousands of other people thought it was great as well it just depends where you're at in your in your journey <laughs> I didn't think it was great I have to say but I but at the time I thought oh that's not bad but yeah. now you look and think oh which is good yeah because you're right because it's it shows how much you've improved really doesn't it mm. and I think to be honest we're, we're ahead of ourselves really because I think the hardest thing is actually starting in the first place isn't it and after that it's then a matter of accepting that your drawings aren't going to be what you want them to be for a while and and you just have to carry on regardless. You, you've got to realise that every bad drawing is a lesson learned and with each one you'll you'll just improve, you'll have learnt something, you know. Um, but starting, I think that's the biggest hurdle. Um, certainly it was mine. I mean, I, I remember, I've told you this before, haven't I? I had a sketchbook. I got the bug, I had a sketchbook and I was so worried about, spoiling the pages of this sketchbook that I just had it for six months and I didn't draw in it and it was just that fear of of starting and like oh what if I ruin the page you know but I actually decided in the end that what's actually going to be more um, fun to look through a page full of blank uh, blank pages or uh, you know a book full of rubbish sketches you know if I if I found something of like that of a relative of mine who perhaps passed away one day and I just found this this sketchbook full of doodles and drawings that just weren't brilliant 
I mean, what a treasure anyway. But to find a blank sketchbook, well, that would just go in the bin, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I was watching this really good video. Well, I found it quite inspiring. I wish I could remember what it was called on YouTube. And it was like we were saying before, to mess up the page. If you're worried about drawing on that first page, mm. mess it up first. And all he was doing was um, creating really weak washes of acrylic paint my favorite and um <laughs> and just sort of putting a very neutral wash on the page and he was saying don't worry if you've got bits and so a bit of grit almost in it and then he was um doing the same sort of thing but putting some circles or ovals on an odd shape and he goes you can just when these are finished you can just draw faces on these and so it was just a really nice way of making it unprecious i guess yeah yeah but if you challenge yourself to draw, say, every single day for a month and then compare your first drawing to your last. So don't think about the first drawing at all. Just that's irrelevant for now. But you, you compare your first drawing to your last. And as long as you've also been actively learning as well, and by that I mean kind of looking at art books and that kind of thing, then you should see some improvement. I think it's important to actually not just think if you sit there and draw every day, you're going to get better because you do have to, you do have to kind of try and learn a little bit as well, don't you, about how you can, you can do it. But the important thing at that early stage is just try and enjoy the process of drawing rather than worrying about the end result. And I don't know about you, Tara, but I find drawing to be a really close to kind of meditation. I mean, I'm absolutely rubbish at meditating, can't do it at all. But, you know, I, I even find where I read a book. Some people say, oh, reading's like meditation. I can't even do that. I can read a book, obviously. <laughs> I read a lot. <laughs> but quite often, you know, I'll end up reading the same paragraph about three times and realizing that somewhere else in my brain, I've also created a shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with drawing, you know, that just doesn't happen. Um, the only thing other than drawing I've ever found that I can completely focus and my brain's just quiet is scuba diving. But of course, I can't go scuba diving every day. Um, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, so it's actually really good for you as well. Yeah, it's it's very strange because I now find that I get bored. I can't sit and draw a, a mug. I know that's people, some people love it, can sit and draw a mug and draw yeah. something like that. But yeah. If I can sit and just let my mind wander on a sketchbook and something just appears, that is really meditative for me. And I think everybody's different like that because somebody would love sitting there drawing that mug and that would take their mind away from everything. When you do your or when you do yeah. your ones in your sketchbook, you know, yeah. not your your faces you're doing, but you're just your yeah. sketches in your sketchbook. You're saying yeah. that you sit there and you just let your mind wander. Do you that think on this one? Yes, on this mm. um, on this sketchbook. Not every sketchbook is like that. No, but do yeah. you think that what you end up with was in your head somewhere anyway, and it's just sort of like thoughts coming out and making sense of themselves? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I started drawing one the other day, and it just I just kind of squiggle and draw a face shape. And um, I don't know why, but then I decided he was going to be holding a broom. And I thought, oh, the broom looks a bit like a toothbrush. He could be brushing another creature's teeth with the broom. <laughs> so, no, I don't think that was in my head in the first place. I think it's it's like those, it's like a mind map. And I think you, your brain is like spitting out a mind map. 
Do you know, we need to do a podcast episode on on coming up with ideas and mind mapping. We had that actually on our list. We've just never got round to doing it yet. But I think that'd be a really good, a good fun we podcast. We've done one early on, I think. I think we did no, one. No, really. I don't think we did one. I think it was on the list of, of ones to do, wasn't oh. it? I think we did it. Oh. See, it's either we did it on this one or we did it on my old podcast. Oh, I, well, maybe I've we got a feeling to... it was an early on one, but maybe we could revisit. Yes. yes. I think that would be a really good idea because I think sometimes people don't know what to draw. And yeah, yeah like you're saying, I could sit and draw my mug, but I'd be bored because I think, why am I drawing a mug? Because <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Um, but everyone's but what different. you could do, you could draw your mug, but then, then think, oh, could there be a creature coming out of the mug? Mm. So you can yeah. make it more interesting. Yeah. Not everyone's weird like you, though. <laughs> Not everyone's naturally weird. Actually, I had this really weird thing the other day. This is totally off topic, but we're used to that, aren't we? <laughs> so I heard this really loud bang in the night. It was really, it was really windy. I know it was last night or the night oh, before. Yeah, it's been so windy lately, hasn't it? Yeah. So I heard this really loud bang. So I got, I just looked out of our bedroom window and I could see something kind of rolling in the drive and it was quite dark. So I couldn't see very well. I think, what the heck is that? And I thought a bit of our wall has fallen down or, you know, it's a bit of rubble or something just bouncing. Um, anyway, it turned out it wasn't. <laughs> It turned out it was Kevin's bike falling down in the shed, Kevin oh, said. Oh, okay. But what, what was rolling then? I don't know. But after I'd seen what I thought was something, I reckon it might have been an animal or something in there because the dog's been sniffing around there. But afterwards, I dreamt it was a load of ginormous sea anemones. And how, I was how like, your mind works. I, such a, I just don't understand your mind no. at all. You had to be really careful in case they stung us. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Carry yeah, on. so completely irrelevant, but there we go. Um, so, have you finished your bit? Yes. So I interrupted. Yes. Yes. So, remember, when you're drawing, it does not have to be realistic. So clearly, is, clearly, <laughs> could be a seeing enemy. Quirky is good. So if you draw with a wobble, even make it a deliberate wobble. You know, really exaggerated. That's the only way I can do writing on things is to make it really, really, really bad, even worse than normal. It, anything, anything like that makes things more interesting. There's a straight line is not interesting, or a perfectly smooth line is is kind of boring. If you want to draw something, make it look cartoony. Go for it, like you're doing with Felicity Fizz. It doesn't even have to look like something real. It can be completely weird and from your head, like me. Um, (laughs) What, are you completely weird and in everyone's heads? (laughs) Probably, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to look anything, anything at all. So what I'm saying is... When when you think oh, I want to start to draw again, you immediately think, oh, you've got to sit there and do these exercises to, you know, draw these blocks. Oh, I can't tell you how much I hate exercise like that. Or make a sphere look like a sphere. I mean, if you want to, go for it. But you don't have to stick to these rules. You can do your own thing completely. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, though, what you're saying about nothing interesting about straight line. <clears throat> when I first started drawing that cartoon. Oh, Yes. The very first one I did, oh, we've t- we've spoken about this, I think, before, haven't we? It was kind of like a reaction. It was a reaction to a story I'd heard. Yes. I wasn't planning to post it. It was just literally to text my dad and say, look, I drew, I drew your story. Yeah. And funny enough, I scribbled this thing and it, it took minutes, literally. It was just, I slapped a bit of watercolor on and it just seemed to work. Then I decided I wanted to do her more, but 
I found that she's never been as loose and scribbly ever again. And I think it's like that trying to recreate something um, because you like it, so I want to do it better. But actually, I'm hoping that she will get more and more scribbly again. But I, what I decided I would do is I'd use dip pen because I, I've never really used dip pens before. And um, I've got this, it's called a Zig Cartoonist dip pen with all kinds of size nibs. When I first started using it, I thought, I'm actually quite disappointed because I was expecting a dip pen to offer a few blots, you know, here and there, or maybe a bit more of a variety of line. And then I realized, actually, I don't know if it's like a fountain pen where the more you use it, the softer the nib gets maybe I don't know oh, right. but it seems to be better as I get on and also you have to press quite hard to make a varied line but if anyone has got I know I shouldn't probably be doing it right now but I'm gonna ask <laughs> anyone has any any um experience with dip pens that are, oh, I'm looking for something really flexible but you know <laughs> you, you just make it an advert for you really flexible lines you know and just I don't know yeah because I don't want to spend any more money on another pen to find that it's not what I want. <laughs> anyway, where were we? <laughs> anyway, how can you bring that back? So that's something to try for a beginner who, or someone who's starting drawing again. Experiment. There we go. Yes. That's why you need a new dip pen so you can try experimenting. Yeah, but I need you... a new dip pen that someone's recommended. <laughs> <laughs> I must. I must admit, the actual the small the smallest nib is the most flexible, and I quite like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm t- kind of want to make her um, scribbly, a bit more scribbly and less precious. Maybe even though you'd never believe she was precious if you saw her in a billion years. I'm not precious about her. It's just that maybe I'm not scribbling enough again. You know. No, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> Have you finished? Have you finished? Yeah, you, you want to talk about it being completely okay to copy things. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that's a really good idea to do when you very first start is to copy for a while. That said, you know, obviously it's really important that you credit the original artist if you choose to share it. Um, but copying another artist is a really good way of getting into their head and kind of learning their techniques. Of course, it's important to then take what you've learned and use it to develop your own style. And you don't want to be copying just one artist, you know, copy several. You'll learn a lot more that way. Take drawings by artists or or paintings, obviously, that you love and try to recreate them on the page. And, you know, it's something we all did as kids. So why not as adults? Better still try copying their techniques, but kind of draw or paint in a completely different subject than maybe the, the artist you're copying does. And I don't even think you have to do really serious drawings, do you? You could take a kid's book, you know, really simple drawings and copy those. It mm. doesn't have to be this, you know, artist master, does it? It no. can be start simple and then work your way up, I think. Just anything that you fi- you're going to find fun because fun is going to make you want to do it more. I've noticed, I don't know about you, Tara, I've noticed popping up on my Instagram feed recently that quite a few people are inspired by your stuff. Really? Definitely. A few people, um, you know, drawing perhaps a face in sort of those orangey colours with one big eye and things like that. I'm like, yeah, they've they've definitely been inspired by Tara. <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen them. No. Yeah, I, I, I spot them straight away, and it's great. Oh, right, they're inspired, and they're trying it out, you know. Um, but it's it's trying to do something like that, but maybe with a different 
subject or something maybe then you know bringing someone else's style into your own you know great but yeah that's a really good way of beginning if you just don't know where to start study other people's mark making and and try and replicate it somehow and I think one thing to remember if you used to love drawing a certain thing so maybe you used to love drawing still life it doesn't mean you will necessarily still enjoying that now because I know I completely changed what I like to draw. So back when I was at school, so I used to love drawing buildings in watercolours and using watercolours to do it. Now, oh, sometimes I used to do animals as well, but now I would find that a bit boring, to be perfectly honest. I don't mind doing the odd building, but to actually sit there and paint a very traditional scene um, in watercolours would bore me to tears. So if you if you think that you've got to stick to that, that's really going to put you off. Uh, you have to try doing different subjects and experiment to discover what you love. It's like, do you remember how you used to love certain foods or hate certain foods? We yes. talk about Don't talk about olives because we've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now you love or hate different foods. It's the same, isn't it, with, with drawing? It all changes. I used to hate olives. Yeah, don't go into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but been, I only discovered that I liked drawing faces through doing our February faces challenge. So, yeah. you know, shake it up a bit, try drawing all different things, try drawing in different ways, maybe set yourself a challenge. It could even just be for a week at a time. Maybe you're drawing, I don't know, you're drawing robots one week, you're drawing faces another, you're drawing still life. And just discover what you like drawing now rather than what you like doing 10 years ago 20 years ago whenever yeah do you think as well it's easy to get distracted by what you think other people might think of your stuff so oh just God, yeah. just come into my head a bit everybody yeah. does i don't know i, I mean think so it's funny because you know i said to you recently that i really really must get on to um floss floss is the character in our book i need to get that illustrated because it's never going to get published unless it's unless it's illustrated and I really want to do it but it's funny because I had this vision in my head and it's funny because I drew this floss and you said yes that's pretty much what I thought she looked like but funny enough a friend of mine said and she wasn't saying it in a bad way at all um completely not but I kind of thought oh no she said oh she's very manga isn't she and as soon as she said the word manga I thought oh my god I can see that maybe she is a bit manga. Maybe, so, maybe what's, what's the matter with that? It's like, well, I suppose, I suppose there isn't. But at the same time, I kind of didn't want her to be manga. I just <laughs> wanted her to be something completely different. So it, it's kind of, um, it's kind of made me step back and think, oh, perhaps, perhaps I don't want to draw her like that. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? How other people, work. yeah, um, yeah, it, definitely, other people influence what you think, don't they? Mm. Um, whether that's good or bad, and 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 you know family can really do that and friends and someone could say something like that completely innocently yeah and even if you were loving what you were doing and thought it was the right thing you will yeah. then doubt yourself yeah yeah which is is totally wrong and sometimes but, now where I, I've a lot of my stuff I've been doing I don't post it on my personal Facebook at the moment mm. I don't know if you've noticed I, I post now and again but it's that thing where I don't think I want criticism from people I know. <laughs> from people I know, well, yeah, I'd rather have the criticism from the arty people. 
I think I think criticism is fine when you are completely confident in what you're doing. It doesn't matter. It's like if somebody said to me, oh, you know, that um, rum and lime painting you did or those marbles, you know, oh, don't you want to loosen up? I'd be like, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I'm com- I really, I'm confident enough in in the fact that I love doing my paintings the way I'm doing them. I have no interest in changing at all. It might evolve. I don't know. But I don't care really um, if someone doesn't like them. As long as I'm confident that what I'm doing is is me and coming from me, I'm not bothered. But without that confidence, when I was very first starting, I would avoid any criticism at all because I just wasn't confident enough. And maybe I would have thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. But yeah. I, I guess it's, I'm not posting it probably. I, I'm quite happy for anybody in the arty, you know, yeah. all our arty people and Instagram, I'm fine. It's more, um, I guess, family and other friends that I don't, or acquaintances, I guess, I don't want to see it. Probably yeah, the non arty people. God, and they probably think it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I have I posted some, but I do step back from posting them because what I don't want is I don't want when I'm and I'm I'm saying this almost like someone who's just starting out their drawing I'm saying it from that point of view because I'm like that in this in this scenario is that you don't want someone to knock you back like you're saying before you're ready I'm not ready this is this is in process I'm I'm in process you know I'm I'm working through something so I'm not presenting a finished no this is People that appreciate art, even if they don't do it themselves, but they appreciate art, and people who actually do art themselves, you know, they will understand your drawings. Um, Somebody who doesn't appreciate art and doesn't really, and certainly doesn't do it themselves, they might look at your faces um, and think, well, why is his eye in the wrong place? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what that doesn't make sense. Why is that eye bigger than the other one? That sort of thing, because they yeah. don't understand it at all. And there's, no, there's nothing against anyone like that at all, because I don't, I'm, I'm rubbish with numbers, you know, <laughs> we're all, we're all good at certain things. But I think that's the, I think that's why perhaps it's, they're the wrong people to, to until see you're it confident in, the in yourself, yeah. Until and you can say, "Well, I meant yourself. it." Yeah. I yeah. mean, I remember. <laughs> so funny. I remember years ago. I draw. I drew a. I didn't draw it. I painted it. I painted a pear, and it was sitting in a cocktail in a, like in a martini glass, and it was just there was you know that was it. It was just a pear in a martini glass, and I loved. I love drawing glass. Obviously, I love painting glass, and I really, really enjoyed painting the um, the skin and the markings. On, I don't actually paint much fruit, but I do really love painting fruit. I love the markings on it. Um, anyway, I, I painted this painting. I was really pleased with the result. And Paul, my husband, he came and he said, but who would put a pear in a glass? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Why would anyone put a pear in a glass? I'm like, but Paul, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> and it was just so funny. He just looked at it and tilted his head and he just looked at it. He couldn't understand why anyone would put it in the glass so why would I paint it yeah. <laughs> but it, it made me chuckle because I you know I knew what I was doing I knew it didn't matter there was a pair yeah of, I think we painted it cool. goes. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh but you know just like your pre- preferred subject matter change you know might change like you were saying earlier so might the medium you enjoy um and maybe 
you know, you once loved nothing more than to spend hours on a detailed pencil drawing, you know, don't assume that you won't enjoy something really playful and loose now. And the only way to find that out is to experiment. So try going straight in with a pen, a dip pen, <laughs> or even <laughs> even paint, or be brave and just be bold. It, it might be a disaster. It might, however, leave, lead you down um, a path that you really, really enjoy. I've just realised why you suggested dip pen because you want as many people to use them, don't you? So they can suggest which one's the best. Yes, (laughs) please. I I suppose I'm looking for something a bit more. It's not an advert for you. (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? Unpredictable. That's what I mean. I wonder what Danny Danny Gregory uses because I've seen him when he does his drawings and I've seen him doing his writing and sometimes he gets like a little blot and everything looks, I wonder what he uses. Might have to ask him. You know, episode 58 is going to be how to choose a dip pen. (laughs) (laughs) My wobbles, it's not supposed to, Uh. but I've got one and it doesn't, um, I don't know if you could notice in the video, but it doesn't seem to lock in properly sometimes. Yeah, but is that, did the nib come with the nib pen? Yeah. Oh, it came with the pen. Because that was another question I had. (laughs) Are all nibs, (laughs) are they all um, designed to go in any dip pen holder? I don't know, because then I could just invest in a couple of nibs rather than a new pen i should know this but i you don't. should right moving on um <laughs> one important thing is start with a cheap sketchbook so you don't get over precious about it or even just use scraps of paper if your first book's like it's leather bound or really posh you were just never going to want to start like you didn't want to with your sketchbook however one caveat is that if you're going to use wet media, then definitely go for a reasonably priced mixed media or watercolour sketchbook because it will hinder you if you just use scraps of paper or a real cheap cartridge sketchbook and you try and apply watercolour or stuff on there. You'll wonder why it's just making a complete blobby mess and everything's buckling really badly. So there are certain things that it's worth investing a little bit more, but not so much that you're going to be too precious about using it. Oh, yeah. If you've got a really fancy looking cover and all that, it's like that's the worst thing you want, really, isn't yeah. it? If anything as well, just to give you a bit more confidence, go for a ring bound sketchbook because at least you can pull the page out, you know, if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but go for go for student quality materials to begin with. So, you know, even if you were, were once um, a skilled artist, you know, just go for the student ones just to begin with, because, you know, a fantastic and expensive pen that won't make you a good artist. You know, only practice does that. So choose wisely to begin with. You know, Tara and I once challenged each other, didn't we, to, uh, do you remember, to buy a box of art materials for yeah. five quid. <laughs> so yeah. we had five pounds to um, to spend um, on art materials. And then we had to send each other the art materials. And then each of us had to create a piece of art. And Tara, in in the kit you bought me, aside from some hideous wax crayons, <laughs> which I hated, I ended up melting with a lighter. You bought me a set of gouache, didn't you? Which you also hated. Which were, I think they were two pounds seventy five, weren't they? I, I hated those. I hated them. But <laughs> oh gosh, that was extortionate. Imagine though. If I mean, that makes me sound really awful, doesn't it? I hated the things you bought me, but that was the whole well, point. Well, I hated when you bought me as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We, we were trying really to sort of get each other to try stuff that we wouldn't. And then we just and, learned from it that actually that's why we wouldn't, because we don't like them. Actually, it was also based on um, these subscription boxes, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we thought, 
you know, instead of spending a fortune on a subscription box that you then forget to cancel, why not do a little swap with a friend so you agree on a budget, buy each other some art materials. I mean, this is great if you're still experimenting. Um, yeah and try them out and, and there's actually videos on this if you want to go check our youtube channel you'll see there's one of each of us opening a surprise box that we were very unhappy about intended <laughs> <laughs> to be happy about um yeah so go check those out but you know imagine if i because i had been saying for a while i'd quite like to try gouache i haven't tried that before watercolor i used to work with years ago gouache was something i wasn't really familiar with but i like the I'd like the idea of trying it. But imagine if I'd spent a lot more on an expensive set of, of gouache and then, you know, without having tried those cheapy ones, it would have been a complete waste of money. Cause I, wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure to some degree, maybe if they were much more expensive, they might have been better quality to use. I don't know. And maybe I might have liked them a bit more, but I don't think I'd have liked them enough to want them, you know. But speaking of um, these subscription boxes, mm-hmm. there should be – some way of getting together in fact perhaps we should do this on our group you know we do the po- the postcard swap on our group yeah. we should do like an art material swap where people say look i've got these i hate them but i'm looking for these does anyone want to swap yeah that's a great idea the only the only issue we've got is that people are in different countries so yeah it, it's all right if you're local and it's not going to cost you too much post, but by the time you posted some things to another country, it would cost a fortune. Yeah, but then there's lots of people in the same countries as well. There's UKs and there's Yeah, American. but it's, you still got, and it's fine yeah. if it's not too much money, if it's an expensive-ish item. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about doing something where we would actually do, like we did, the subscription box, and we'd do that as a swap with people yeah. in the group. And that's yeah. what they, well, I think someone in the group suggested, actually. But again, we've got the same issue. So then it mm. was like, oh, maybe we could just give each other a list of items or we send it via Amazon or something. It was just quite complicated, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It'd be great yeah. to have that local, though. Yeah. Or if you were in a city, like say you were in London or somewhere, you could actually set up an art swap. So you bring yeah. something like those fashion ones and then you can take something. Mm. I'm sure I've got loads. I've got so many pens. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you haven't got a dip pen, have you? <laughs> a nice flexible blotty <laughs> dip pen. <laughs> no, not enough, no. Um, yeah, but you keep palming all your horrible pens off on me. That uh, blooming chunky marker you've given me, that's like traumatised me for life. <laughs> One other thing you can try is using different surfaces. So try using a tone surface like a grey or tan and use black and white pens on the top of it. And then the black becomes the shadows and the white highlights or, you know, with both grey and tan. We've got a video on this as well, actually. We've got video on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Another technique a beginner friend of mine really enjoyed when I showed her is drawing with a water-soluble fine line pen and then adding water. And now you're very big on this, aren't you? And we do this a lot more sketching because you get a really lovely kind of mid-tone. I guess if I was going to say I had an, um, a sketching style, it's always, um, yeah, a, a water-soluble ink pen and water. That's my I go-to. Think it, I think for a beginner as well, that is a really forgiving way yeah. to draw, I think. It is, because if you do a line in the wrong place, it really doesn't matter because you can practically dissolve it. <laughs> yeah, just, just soften it up. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And learning with a friend can be such a lot of fun. You know, firstly, it's a great way of making yourself accountable and you can learn a lot faster that way by sharing the things you learn as well. And if you don't have a friend who's interested in art, then you could join a local art class. And that way you can meet some people in your area who you've got something in common with straight away. You might even want to meet up outside the class after a while and go out on a sketching trip. And on that note, you know, if you do join an art class, don't just go to the class and then not draw again until the next one. It's so important to practice every day if you can, or at least a few times a week. And I know that we've used this analogy hundreds of times, but, you know, there's a reason, you know, drawing really is like going to the gym. It's no good exercising every day for a week and then doing none for the rest of the month. It's about as beneficial as living on junk food and then eating the odd salad leaf, isn't it? You know, and and another good tip is to carry a pocket-sized sketchbook with you everywhere and take advantage of those little moments when you're waiting around for something. But it, it sounds hard, but getting into a habit, it really is possible. And then, you know, after that, it comes easy. It, it takes time, but it does come. And I've built such a habit now. I mean, I had a habit anyway, because, you know, a couple of years before I did the kick three, six, five, I did start getting up an hour early every day just to draw. Then with what everything we do, it kind of got to one side and I didn't do it for about sort of three or four months. But now with the kick three, six, five, I've got back into that habit. And it's kind of something I prioritize now before I do anything else. I know my drawing needs to be done. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be long, does it? You could do a five minute drawing. You could do a 10 minute drawing. Oh, yeah. it, it can be anything. Uh, and if you don't know anyone who wants to learn with you, um, you could take part in a creative challenge online. There's, there's plenty about, we have loads if, you, if you're looking for one. Um, and I think what's great about them, especially, you know, like I found is they really give you the discipline because you can make yourself accountable. You can say, I'm going to post something every day. And ridiculously, somehow that does work in your brain because you've said you're going to do that. And even though nobody will probably notice if you don't post yeah. it to you, almost, you, you know, yourself, um, yeah. Or you could just simply declare it on social media if you don't want to join a specific challenge and then share your progress on the way. And Instagram, I think, is a really quite kind place if you do decide you want to share your work and get a bit of feedback, much mm. kinder than a lot of the other um, social platforms. And, of course, you can join our Facebook group too because um, people in there share their work and it's a kind of very kind and supportive place in there as well, all, di all different levels. Yeah, and the thing about joining a local art group, I think, um, is because if you're going to pay for something, you know, you've got maybe a couple of solid hours of drawing done that if you hadn't paid for, you probably wouldn't go because other things get in the way. So that's that's another good reason to sort of join some sort of paid art group. Uh, and you you did a drawing class, didn't you, when you first I did, started? Yeah, when I very first got the bug for drawing, I joined a local art group and it ran every Wednesday afternoon just for a couple of hours. And I was like by far the youngest one there, but it was really nice to meet other people who were kind of interested in the same thing. And I certainly wouldn't have done two solid hours drawing on a Wednesday if I hadn't paid for it. You know, no. I, I would have definitely let other things get in the way. 
And if there aren't anything locally, you could perhaps start one of your own. You could maybe start one on Meetup or if you look in your local Facebook group, maybe you can ask in there if anybody else wants to start doing a bit of drawing with you. And if you still find yourself really resistant to drawing and don't want to join an online group or anything like that, why not just try a book? If you want something that just gets you doodling, something really lighthearted, um, have a look at Making Comics by Linda Barry. It's kind of a completely bonkers book, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but it's got... Now, this is not a book that's going to get you drawing amazingly. This is just something that's going to get you out of your head and just doodling, basically. And she sets silly little exercises to draw something in just a few minutes. So apparently it's supposed to be three minutes you draw something or you can stick on a song and draw for the length of the song and she might give you a little task like draw yourself as an astronaut and it definitely takes away all that preciousness and one thing I found I've done a couple of the exercises and and they look terrible so I would never share them but I found that it actually got my brain thinking in in, you know, I like doing cartoons in the past yeah, and I've done yeah. a lot and I, they've started coming out of my sketchbook. But I found that looking at a couple of exercises, it gets you, you're almost thinking of the scenario that goes with it, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I find myself thinking of words and what could be happening. I think that's quite a nice thing to do. I, I think you've got a couple of suggestions for more kind of not serious, but more drawing, drawing books, haven't you? Well, one one I have, I've got two books that I think are fun. Um, One is more of a kind of drawing exercises book, and that is, and I'm sure so many listeners would have heard of this, and it's Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain by Betty Edwards. And that book has got some really, really good exercises inside, and it's a brilliant way to learn far more quickly than you might have otherwise. I mean, a lot of our um, quick kicks challenges are kind of based on a similar idea drawing upside down that kind of thing so that you don't you know put a label on what you're drawing and and there's lots of exercises similar to that drawing with your left hand and there's a space in the book to actually do that so there'll be perhaps um on one page there'll be a drawing by an artist and then on the other page you have to copy it but you turn the book upside down and copy it upside down (laughs) so it's really it's actually so beneficial and it sounds bonkers it sounds like why would that make me learn to draw but it does it really does because you're not looking at at something and thinking oh that's that needs to look like a hand this is a hand you're just looking at something thinking that's a line that goes that angle and then that curves so you're not too busy thinking about what you're drawing just how you're drawing do you see what i mean so that's a really good book she shows some examples doesn't she of students she's got and it there's there's one before she gives them the exercise and then there's one i don't know if it's directly afterwards where she gets them drawing upside down and the difference is just amazing it's very good i really would highly highly recommend that for someone who's trying to teach themselves and another book i love just for just because i love it is obviously danny gregory is going to have um one book that I really love, which is Art Before Breakfast. I love all his books, but I love that one. I love the way that he just doesn't um, give a monkeys about perfection. He just draws. And it's a fantastic demonstration of how non-perfect drawings are more fun, not just to do, but also to look at. So it just takes away that kind of thing where you, oh, I've got to do something perfect. No, you haven't. You really haven't. Um, it can be more quirky to not worry about that. And when you've finished listening to this podcast, we 
decided, didn't we, Tara, that we're going to challenge you to grab a piece of paper. Doesn't need to be fancy. In fact, the less precious, the better. Find a pen and draw something you can see from where you're sitting. No messing about deciding what to draw. You have 30 seconds to decide from when this podcast finished. And it'd be really fun, actually, if you um, came to the group and, and posted what you do. Yeah, or on Instagram. We'd love to see yeah, them. Yeah, on Instagram, yeah. And you don't even have to, so you can draw the thing you draw. But like you were saying, we were saying about, you know, if you saw the mug, you could draw something coming out of the mug. It doesn't have to be serious. No. Um, just draw something. Yeah. Uh, then, no excuses. Then don't stop. Then don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that first drawing, it's not going to be a masterpiece, but you'll, we have done the hardest thing, which is to actually start. And I always think that's the hardest thing with anything. Definitely. Um, when you finish, keep the drawing, you know, stick it in the back of a sketchbook or notebook if it's a loose thing and have a look back at that in a month, a year, 10 years, whatever, and just see how much you've improved. Actually, just speaking of that, I am, um, yeah. I, you know, my youngest son charlie has finally flown the nest so we decided instead of just decorating his room straight away as a guest room what we do is we use the time to empty the loft completely and paul's going to kind of like board out the loft which is actually done now but what we did was emptied the loft into charlie's bedroom so that we could do the work in the loft that needed to be done and then slowly yeah. put the loft back in. Of course, all of my college art stuff is up there. Oh, right. Oh, god that is traumatic to look at some of that it's like oh my god and it's not so much the drawing itself but yeah everything was just arranged like a still life would be so arranged and contrived it was like oh no (laughs) whereas now I'd never do something like that do you know what I mean well well, I think what is quite funny is that now when when we first met which I don't know two three years ago online we don't want to first meet but when we sort of first spoke online yeah oh gosh um, no so you you were very much, you're a fine artist doing realism, when mm. you still like realism. And I was very much a... Well, I don't know about do fine. It. I don't know about fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very much um, digital, scribbling ideas in a sketchbook. But there were ideas, they weren't drawings as such, if you know what yeah. I mean. Um, and a lot of cartoony type stuff I was doing. And now I'm trying to find a fine art style. Well, if if your class is fine art and you're drawing cartoons. (laughs) Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? Do you know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, if we hadn't met, whether we'd be on the same path. I don't think think we would. No. No, I don't think we would. I think you're right. Isn't it funny? (laughs) Anyway, we've got the question we had last time, which was, have you ever been embarrassed to show your art? And if so, why? And I got the first answer which is from Elsie Gray. And she says, I love sharing my art. I love getting feedback, whether positive or negative. It's exciting to me. But sometimes I get afraid that others will perceive me as a show-off or attention-seeking. Yeah, I get that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. I get it, too. But it's not that art is something you share. You don't show off, you share it. I've never sort of put something online to think, oh, you know, I've got to show this. It's this, that, or the other. I just... I just think art is there to share. I know, people, but I, I people, totally get it. Yeah, what I she do. Means. I totally get what she means, 100%. What I would say to that is anybody who knows you well enough as somebody who's not like that, 
then well, they'll know that you're not doing that. And anyone who thinks you are like that, well, then don't worry about them. They're not your kind of people. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are a complete show off. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, then just hands up. Oh, it, I just post it and go, I'm showing off. Look what I did. <laughs> but just be honest about it. <laughs> I've got Mike O'Hare. In my mind's eye, I can see what I want to do, but I can't transfer the image I see to the paper. But we spoke about this earlier, didn't we? And sometimes actually what comes out on the paper could be better. It could be, yes. Mm. And it's just practice. I've got Alan Green. He goes, nah, don't do embarrassed. (laughs) That would be lovely, wouldn't it, to be like that? Yeah, I love that direct, really simple answer. Yeah. (laughs) I've got Marianne Morris. I'm sometimes embarrassed to show old work. And I know what you mean, Marianne, because of my loft experience. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't really want to show anyone that lot. But in the years I've been painting, I've made significant progress. And now when I look at something I did 10 years ago, I can only see everything I would change. But I still leave those old photos up so that artist friends who are not as far along on their journey can see how time and practice will only help so it's worth preserving no matter how frustrating it can be. Do you know, there's, I think it's so generous when artists do that. There's actually, is it Scott Christensen? He's an American artist. I hope I've got this right that it's him. It might have been someone else, but I have a feeling it's him. He's an incredibly amazing, amazing artist, fine artist. Um, and I know I've heard that when he does workshops, he shows everybody the first painting that he ever did, which I believe was a tree. And I haven't seen this painting, but apparently it's absolutely shocking and like right. shockingly bad. <laughs> yeah. But he shows the people in his workshops because he wants them to see that this is how he started. Yeah. And this is how he paints now, which is incredible artwork. And I do think that is so generous of someone to do that because it's very easy as you get more experience. Well, I'm not showing anyone that, you know, I don't want to think I ever did something like that. But actually, it's so valuable to people that are new to art because it shows them how much, you know, practice makes perfect. Yeah, I, I've got Gina Monica Chuika. I wish I'd given you that one. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it either. C-I-U-C-A. I, I feel like I put my artwork out there to be criticised and I think I'm not ready to hear anything about it. So she's not quite ready to put her art out there. Yeah, well, I totally get that and so do you. Yeah. yeah. Florence Wright, because if it's not that great, I don't want people to think I'm a loser and I can't do it. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? If you're doing it, you're not a loser. Definitely not. The people are losers who want to do it and just don't make the effort. A hundred percent, yeah. Okay, so I've got Rob Myers. I don't mind either, as I seem to produce one good one in every 10 pieces I create. And of course, it shows development showing your not so good work. Adrian Sutherland. I don't mind showing my work at all. I like the feedback, good and bad. I don't do embarrassed or hurt feelings, so all comments are welcome with open arms. Oh, I wish I was like that. <laughs> I've got Kim Kernow and she says, I too love positive and negative comments. Some of my pieces I really like and others I'm disappointed with. I'm still growing with knowledge. Priya Deshpan, sometimes artwork is an outcome of many thoughts going through my mind, especially the doodles. So it's embarrassing to let people peek into my mind. It's like reading my thoughts. But I think with art, sometimes that's often the case. There's often something behind things, isn't there? And they don't necessarily, you don't have to make it obvious, but... Yeah. I'm slightly worried about my sketchbook now. 
<laughs> yeah, God, you'd be in a straitjacket if anyone Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right, I got Maria Kelly and she says, oh, I post most of my art on Instagram and a few Facebook groups, but the vast majority of my friends and family have no idea I do art and don't know about my Instagram account. I'm embarrassed to tell them. I don't really know why. Maybe it's because I think they were trying. I think I'm trying to be something I'm not, or at least in their eyes, an artist. That's sad. Oh, that is. Yeah, but that is. I totally get that as well because mm. I, I guess I'm a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Chastity is it? Chastity, chastity, no, chastity, ch- chastity. Yeah. Yes, and still yes. I created my first piece not knowing a thing about art until I was done. I was so proud of that piece. It was November 2013, long after I learned what I created was considered mixed media in the art world. And I greatly appreciate I found this type of art. Yet so many people want realism. And so, so many artists snub their nose that mixed media artists it can be depressing feeling as if your creations are less than others. But it's weird that you should say that. Because you're saying that so many people want realism. When I started painting realism, I felt complete opposite. I felt that that was snubbed and everyone wanted loose imaginative work. So it's interesting that you sort of have a different view. But I think it's maybe because when you're painting realism, you've got people saying, well, you know, you might as well take a photo. Yeah, I think you've got both ends of the spectrum, yeah. whichever you do. It's like you were saying about me creating these weird faces yeah. with like one eye above the other. Someone will look at that and think, well, she can't draw, can she? <laughs> exactly. You know, well, yeah. she can't even get yeah. the eyes straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do, I honestly think that a lot of people think that mixed media art is is the thing, you know. So I think it depends what you're doing and whatever you're doing, you're going to be hearing the opposite yeah definitely. It, it doesn't mean that the other you know other people aren't hearing the exact opposite to what you are so yeah I think I think it means as well that you haven't found your people oh definitely definitely that you've got to find the people that understand what you do and why you do it okay I've got Nick Tate West and she says yes all the time so to get over it I post quick sketches warts and all to the group it's really helped Cheryl Martin, completely embarrassed most of the time, but post it anyway. I'm surprised by often by people's kind comments. Now I'm much more confident posting my poetry and I'm never embarrassed by it. Strange, really. (laughs) That is odd, isn't it? I I guess that is almost like we were saying before. She's not embarrassed by her poetry because she's completely owning that. She's completely confident in that. Yeah. It's that thing. It depends what level you are in your own self-belief, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I've got Jodie Croft. I feel embarrassed when I'm face-to-face with people or, or a person who are looking at my art because I feel like I'm showing off or bragging. When I post online, I don't have that feeling at all. I find it exciting. I've got Carol Whitmore. When I was younger, I thought I wasn't worthy of calling myself an artist because of preconceived ideas of what I thought an artist was. So since then, I've learned to proudly call myself an artist and welcome all comments and observations about what I produce. In my world, it's visual art. And for me, that means it has to be seen. Margaret Gray. I recently went on a sightseeing trip and connected with family. A neighbour of theirs dropped by and asked what I did. When I told them I was an artist, I got the usual smile and, oh. Then I pulled out my phone and showed them my art. In the past, I would never have mentioned it. Funny thing was that their friend back home was an artist too and did cards every year for them at Christmas. Next day, they dropped over one of his cards. 
I never realized before how little I share of myself. It's interesting, isn't it? I remember um, when I did that exhibition earlier, was it? Oh, it was last year, wasn't it? Late last yeah. year. And a couple of people there were there who knew me but didn't really and knew I painted but had no idea you know the kind of stuff I did <laughs> I remember a couple of people said to me oh, I knew you painted but I didn't know that you were any good <laughs> charming I didn't know you were actually good at it <laughs> so funny anyway we have a brand new question for you today which is what is the biggest thing that gets in the way of you getting to your art so what is the biggest thing that gets in the way of you getting to your art and as always you can tweet us your answers at kick creatives or let us know in the facebook group which i highly suggest you join if you haven't already Uh, we'll also put the question up there and on the facebook page and of course on our instagram page which is kick in the creatives and don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges and of course this is where you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and if you're enjoying the podcast we'd be really 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 grateful if you would leave us a little review on itunes or even just a star rating if you don't have much time it's a five star rating not yeah, five, star rating. five definitely five <laughs> Also, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our weekly YouTube videos. They're Art Kick Sundays. Um, They are quite lighthearted and fun, but they give you information as well. So definitely check those out. And also at the moment, obviously, you can see the Find Your Art Style experiment. And don't forget, if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kick in the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website. But that's it for today and we will be back soon. Yep. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Yeah, because that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Anyway, right, I've I've completely gone off. (laughs) Oh, my phone's ringing. I don't know if you can hear. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Oh, God. Well, it was it was going far too smoothly anyway. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Anyway, right. Where were we? I don't know.